Hello, um, and welcome back to the Grand Design Podcast. It's Dallas. Um, just recently, like, um, a lot of people listening to this podcast probably have, uh, because of Grant Cardone in his, uh, debut in the season two of, um, the Undercover Billionaire show, I've been watching, um, I I just finished watching the first season of Undercover Billionaire. And uh, if you haven't watched the show, you don't know what the show is about. The show is about Undercover Billionaire. Essentially what happens in the show is that they have a billionaire or a near billionaire. In the first season they have billionaire Glenn Stearns. um, Who got rich from a a mortgage lending business or something like that. I I don't exactly know what it is. I'm not an expert in these types of things but essentially what they do is a billionaire loses loses everything you know they lose their name their fortune their contacts everything and they're only given a hundred dollars and like a bad rundown truck and they have to make a million dollar business in 90 days and if they don't make it before the 90 days is up they have to put a million dollars into the business from their own money and so I've been watching this show, Undercover Billionaire, and, you know, it's so funny because I've been, you know, caught in the site. I've been living this show for the last, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't even, you know, pretty much for the last three years, you know, living either without money or paycheck to paycheck and racing myself starting the timer and then ended it unfulfilled over and over and over again to try to launch a business and sometimes it was 30 days sometimes it was 60 days sometimes it was 90 days but really it was in those shorter spans of time like I would always try like I've been for less I don't even know how long and a lot of people might relate to this who've been trying to get a business off the ground just for the as long as I can remember you know starting you know the timer and racing to launch a business and stopping uh, with zero dollars in sales you know if you listen to which by the way welcome to season two this is season two of the Grand Design Podcast um you know if you listen to the first season of this podcast you know the entire story starting with dropping out of college was a zero GPA or getting kicked out of college because of a zero GPA in 2016. Going from there, from launching, going from there to launching a business, having business, having business, having business, and failing every single time. Um, and uh, having my parents and everyone around me not really understand the mission that I'm going on, and so requesting that I go to college and broke a regular job and all these things, and me butting heads with them over and over and over and over again, which subsequently leads to me getting uh leaving my house on september 5th of last year moving 4,000 miles across the country with a negative bank account which subsequently gets shut down due to uh, insufficient funds and overdraft fees this is where i'm at right now a 430 credit score no job no source of income and trying to launch a business a technology company from scratch that's pretty much the summation of the last season um and man throughout that journey there's been so many times where I tried and failed to launch a company and tried and failed to launch a business, tried and failed to get some money in the door, tried and failed to even survive. You know, all the while it's been a lot of hardship, it's a lot of, you know, embarrassment, 
just a lot of trials, a lot of heartbreak, a lot of days where you just don't want to continue. You don't want to keep going because it's hard. You know, a lot of days where you look at the people who taught you and mentored you, you know, albeit not one-on-one, but digitally, one-to-many, and you feel like resentment towards them, like, man, you know, it's something that you're not telling me, you know? So I've been caught in the cycle that's demonstrated on the show Undercover Billionaire for a long time, okay? And I've been hopping on this podcast, you know, detailing some of the principles I think would make, you know, this endeavor that I'm barking on successful, because every time I tried and every time I failed, I realized it was a principle that I was following that I wasn't abiding, you know, that, you know, you know, that I, that was unbeknownst to me that I wasn't abiding by. And that was the reason I was failing. Okay. And, um, I feel like here at this point in my life, I'm ready to break the cycle. I feel like I've learned enough and gained enough knowledge, you know, to get the job done. You know, I feel like now more than anything, it's like an NBA player that practices very hard, they're very skilled, but in big moments they just choke. I feel like that's been the cycle I've been in forever. And uh, a lot of it has to do with my background, you know, how I grew up, where I come from, uh, a lot of the fears that I had. I was living a very fear-driven life. I mean, it was a lot of principles that I wasn't abiding by and a lot of drivers that soured my experience. Uh, that it's, you know, it's out my ability to accomplish and, and to perform. And, um, you know, essentially what I'm saying in this episode, what I want to propose is that I think where season one was about talking myself through all the problems that I was experiencing, you know, season two is about putting the pedal to the metal and just doing it. And so I want to follow the route of the undercover billionaire. Okay, I want to do this in real life. Like I said, man, I have no sources of income, like literally zero dollars um, to my name. My bank account got shut down from insufficient funds and overdraft fees. I have a 430 credit score, 400 credit score, something like that. You know, um, you know, I, I, I don't know. It's, it's a lot going on. You know, I don't have a job or any sources of income. I had a, I had, you know, proposed in my last, you know, uh, uh, you know, in the last season, if you listen to it, you know, due to an armed robbery that kicked off this entire move across the country because it made me realize the value of life. I had promised myself and I promised the audience and people around me that I'd never work a nine to five again because I felt like it was such a sacrifice to my, my true potential. And uh, so I don't have a job, but, um, you know, circumstances, you know, the circumstance as it is, you know, it's becoming dire to the point where it's requiring of me to have a job. Okay. So it's a real race against the clock. You know, a lot of people around me, maybe a hundred percent of the people around me, I don't know, don't believe in me. You know, I have conversations every single day about when I'm going back to work or when I'm getting a job or when I'm going back to school or when I'm going to read the Bible or it's not all about the money and some people just don't have it. Some people just don't have the talent or have what it takes. Um, you know, my life essentially, if I, you know, is dependent on me performing at this point in time. It's dependent on me making it. You know, the structure that I have around me that is comfortable and 
supporting of life is collapsing around me. Um, because, you know, you strive for your dreams and, and in those strive for your dreams, you lose a lot and you don't have a lot to give to the people around you. And, you know, to put it quite simply, they get sick of your shit. They get sick of your shit. And, you know, that's, you know, that's a little bit of what's going on. That's a little bit of what's been going on. And so I'm saying all that to set up a context to what I, you know, what I just said. You know, I want to follow the route of the undercover billionaire because I think at this point in my life, I have what it takes. And so this season two of the podcast is just me, dot, you know, um, you know, uh, documenting, following the principles that I've learned, uh, and I'll explain them as the season goes on. From the last three years of trying and failing over and over and over again, um, this this season is just going to be me in twenty. You know, trying within a span of twenty-eight days to create a movement uh, in a business based around. You know, that that movement is based around. Um. And essentially, you know, achieve what I think is success. Achieve the money and 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 and, and the you know, and the toys and the cool things, and become the person that I want to be and have the movement and, and, and the impact that I want to have on society. I, you know, this is a season where I'm going to strive to get everything that I had aspired to, you know, achieve since day one. Aspired to accomplish and acquire since day one. You know, I'm trying to do it like the undercover billionaire with nothing to my name. And I think I can knock it out in 28 days. So for the, you know, this season, essentially, if everything goes according to plan, will be 28 days long. And it'll just be, be me popping in every single day to document what I'm doing today. What, I'm, what am I doing, you know, on this day leading up to day 28 where the transformation to the life and the accomplishments and the things that I want to acquire will be completely complete. Okay, um, yeah, that's really what the season is all about. One of the primary principles that I want to, you know, emphasize that I've talked about, which was almost one of the biggest themes of last season, is is the power law. And the power law essentially states that there are monopolies in the world. You know, a small minority will reap disproportionate results. Okay, so a small minority of your actions will bring. A lot of you know a lot of the results and you know bring you to a lot you know to your goals further than any of the other actions or thoughts that you might have you know a small minority of people will have more riches than the rest of the people that's one of the ideas and the concepts that I'm talking about you know real heavy last season and so I want to add that it's kind of like a, uh, a asterisk on this 28 day process okay because I don't ever want to live a life I'm looking around me. A lot of people are busy. A lot of people have a lot to do, and they don't have they don't have a lot of room to experience and to live and to breathe. And I feel like that stifles the growth that we all can you know exhibit. And so one of the asterisks on this 28 day process, this 28 day transformation, um, is that throughout the 28 days, I'm only going to choose to do one thing per day. Okay, I only choose to do one action per day. Because I believe in the power law. I believe in a minority of actions will deliver a majority of my results. And that I don't have to work or grind or hustle hard or stretch myself then. I'm not going to be waking up at any special time, 4 a.m. I'm not going to be doing any exercises or cold showers or any of that. I'm going to do one thing per day. And I'm going to come on the podcast and tell you what the one thing I'm doing every day is. Okay? Alongside that one thing I do every day, I think being adaptable... 
I may be in adaptive situations. You don't always know what the one thing is. Uh, is important. So alongside that one thing, if the one thing goes sour, I'll have I'll do one pivot every day. Okay, so if the one thing that I you know originally decided to do goes wrong, I have one pivot you know in, in my back pocket, and that'll be pretty much the rules for this following 28 days. Okay, and so let me give you an overview of how I think the 28 days will go. I don't really have it all mapped out or planned right now, but that's what even one of the principles I learned. Just sometimes you got to start before you're ready, or you'll never start at all. I know you hear that one so often. A lot of these principles are going to be cliche. Some of them you've never heard before, though. I guarantee you that. Um, some of these ideas that I'm having, I, I don't, I don't, I haven't heard them anywhere. You know, I kind of made them up. You know, like the idea. I'm, I'm going to explain it in a later process. So, but anyways, um, the overview of this next uh, 28 days, I break, I broke it down into four weeks. The way that I plan to change my life is through creating a movement around cancel culture. Okay. Through and uh, you know, uh, and I'm going to do so. I'm going to bring a light to this movement by an event that I'm doing with a bunch of influencers called the Surviving the Cancer Summit. Um, it's a long story to the summit, but uh, in essence, you know, I'm going to use uh, every everything is about people. Everything is about people, and in order to affect the world, I need to collaborate and empathize with people. And so this entire 28 days is about gathering the right people who have access to the other people that I need, you know, the access to the audiences that I need, um, and then using their platforms to promote or, or to aggravate uh, a polarity around cancel culture, all leading to my solution to their aggravation, which is a company that I'm launching at the end of 28 days. And so let me break this down to more clarity because I might not be sound in the most clear right now week one is just me talking to and gathering influencers for the summit that i'm going to launch okay i'm getting noise to launch an idea into the world and into the marketplace which that noise will have you know a coinciding business attached to it you understand what i'm saying so essentially the first seven days is just gathering people um i believe the next seven days is I don't remember what the next seven days is because I just jotted it down really quickly. But essentially, if I wanted to break it in and even into two week portions, 14 days of gathering the right people. Okay, the second week is actually gathering these people together and, and, and dispersing promotional material for the summit. Okay, so I'm, I'm gathering the people, you know, embedding a message into their audiences during the second week. During the third week, um, I believe it's actually interacting with and indoctrinating that audience further. And the fourth week will be the launch of the summit and uh, the sale of this allowance to entry, you know, in, allowing entry to this new company on the back end. Okay, so the fourth week will be, you know, we'll actually premiere the summit. They'll be able to watch um, the content of the Surviving the Cancer Summit. And on the back end of the Surviving Cancer Summit, I'm going to reveal this new company that I've been working on that will actually help people um, really maneuver in this new era where they feel like they aren't allowed to have a voice. Um, and yeah, that's pretty much the entire 28 days in a nutshell. So I'm going to be coming on the podcast. This is going to be the entire year season two and just explain what I'm doing every single day. The one thing I'm doing because I want to enjoy my life. I'm going to do one thing every morning or whenever I wake up. And I'm going to just go and just do whatever I want with the rest of my day. And I believe, you know, this is uh, 
this formula that I've been missing all along. A formula that is, you know, that uh, allows for me a certain degree of ease. You know, I've been operating for fear from such a long for such a long time. Like I, I just even recently Christmas was coming up. You know, poor people. If you poor, you grew up poor. You ain't never had nothing. You can relate to this, man. I remember a few years ago, I was walking. Uh, uh, from my job, I was working at the Royal, uh, Royal Farms. It's like this chicken spot, uh, you know, around my neighborhood. I was walking home. It was about probably a mile. So how, how long? Uh, probably, I don't know, maybe five miles away from my house or something like that. It was about an hour walk. But I remember walking back from the Royal Farms. It's my mother's birthday, and despite the fact that I worked that entire week and almost in the entirety of every week, I didn't have any money. And I remember just walking down the alleyway that I was in, looking at the wine bottles on the ground, the shattered wine bottles. And because my eyes was tearing up, I remember they looked like stars. And I just couldn't help it, but it, you know, but but to sit there and cry because it was another yet another birthday that my mother was having that I couldn't do anything for. I couldn't get her any presents, any gifts. You know, and it took me. That was probably in 2016, I believe it was April 2016. And it took me four or five years to really realize that. You know, my temperament, my hustle to launch a product or to launch a business, um, it always is expedited. It, all, it always is aggravated around holidays and birthdays. It's always oriented around these things. And I realized I was living a lot of my life out of fear, the fear of not having anything on the next holiday or the next birthday. You know, and so a lot of my, you know, uh, a lot of my launches, a lot of the business ventures that I was going on, took the shape of this fear you know and because there are so many birthdays and holidays throughout the year I was operating from such a short-sighted manner you know I don't think you know I, I follow you know what Kendrick Lamar said in his one line he said it's hard to channel your energy when you know you're crooked and so this season is about really just being fulfilled being grateful being appreciative not being crooked being being you know being straightforward you know, about what it is that I feel, not running from something, trying to create something because I want to escape, but trying to create something because I want to do better for people in the world in a real, pure sense. This next chapter is not about me. It's not about, you know, doing better for myself or, you know, being selfish, which is all about all these things, but it's primarily about people. This chapter is like Steve Jobs said. It's not about me anymore. It's about going to bed at night saying we've done something wonderful for the world because that's what I want to do. And so I have the next 28 days ahead of me, and hopefully y'all will be on this journey with me, doing one single thing every day, leading up to the launch of this new technology company, which I believe, I haven't had it, I don't have it all sorted out yet, but I believe it's going to change everything. Uh, billions and billions of dollars in, in, uh, in transactions, you know what I'm saying, in, in worth. I really believe it. Um... Everything's going to be much simpler this time. So I won't probably have intro or outro music this season. It's just going to be me coming and talking to y'all. Expressing to you how I feel. Um, I appreciate everybody for listening. And I'll see you in the next episode. Which will be tomorrow. It'll be called Day 2 Something Something Something. It's Dallas. And this is the Grand Design Podcast. For now. I might change that name. And uh, i talk to you in the next episode, man. I appreciate you listening so much, man. For real. Hey, what is up, designers? Um, it's um, the night of January 14th, the same day 
um, it's actually the next day, it's January 15th, um, because it's 12.35 a.m., I'm sorry, I got a cut on my tongue, so I'm talking a little funny because it hurts, but um, what I forgot to include in this episode is just the detailing of what I would do, you know, go on to do today, I guess it was so early in the day, I forgot to include it because I hadn't done it yet, but what I did today was reach out and contact um, Travis Chapel, um, Josh Forty, and who else? Oh, Sean Anthony. Um, and I asked these guys if they wanted to be on my um, summit. And the reason I chose to do that today is because any anything you you know any journey you ever go on, the most important component will always be people okay in order for any operation you know this is the principle that i've learned and believe to be successful you know you gotta collaborate you gotta go you gotta approach it from a collaborative frame of mind and empathize with people you know you know for the purpose of the future okay so i need to find the right people for the right positions in order to make anything happen first you know i need to find and empathize and align teammates, team members with particular skills for this endeavor that I want to launch. Um, you know, I got to find the right engineers to do the coding and all of that stuff if I'm not doing it on my own. Um, you need to find the right funnel builders, the right marketers. Um, I can do most of that stuff. Um, but also, I need to find the right people to promote. I have to find the right traffic because if I don't have any noise, you know, to launch my offer into, then I'm just launching my offer into blank space, and blank space is not something that can pay for a product, okay, and so, what I've done today is, you know, um, I just reached out to people, and that's what I'll be doing most of this week, and that's what I'll be doing tomorrow, I mean, my strategy, uh, I already told you the overview, is to launch, you know, this product on the tail end of a summit, launches this, this new technology on the tail end of a summit, but, um, you know, I want to explain a little bit, you know, how I've been approaching that, you know, from the get go. And so the summit, you know, it has a bunch of influencers on it, many of whom have mass followings, you know, they're, you know, I'm aligning with the existing noise in order to get my product recognized, uh, and received, you know, by their audiences. And the way I've been approaching the summit so far is, I've gotten like, I started with the influencers with, you know, the lowest clout. You understand what I mean? The lowest, you know, with smaller followings and things like that. And I've just gone to them and say, hey, I'm doing a summit. You know, first off, it's been a year pretty much. Thus far, I had a, a little runway of a year. But you don't need a runway of a year. You can just, you know, persuade people by you know, meeting them on the, their proper terms. A lot of people that are on Summit, I've only known, you know, I haven't really talked to at all. But I've started this entire thing. I got the ball rolling by just being um, present on a lot of influencers' social media. And so I would just warm them up to get to know me by just commenting on their stuff, sending emojis on their story and things like that. And then I would start with the lowest influencer not the lowest influencer, but the influencer with the smallest audience. 
and just message them and say, hey, I'm doing a summit. And then I go one level up and I would just say, hey, hey, I, you know, hey, I got this summit. And, you know, this person that you might know is also attending the summit. And I go another level up and say, hey, I'm doing a summit. And these two people that, you know, are attending the summit, you know, I'm using the influencers that I get off the bat, you know, for leverage as leverage to persuade the next group of influencers. And I'm using this method to kind of work up the ladder. This was a method um, that Stephen Larson originally coined. Um, he did uh, the one funnel away, not the one funnel away challenge, the 30 day challenge, uh, Russell Brunson's 30 day challenge. And what the Russell Brunson's 30 day challenge was, was he asked a bunch of entrepreneurs if you had 30 days uh, and only a ClickFunnels account, you know, to win the two comma club award which is make a million dollars in a funnel how would you do it and the way Stephen larson said he would do it is he would make a bunch of noise by starting with the lowest you know influence with the lowest you know the smallest audiences recruiting them you know um because they of their awareness of where they are in the space they know they're like you know got a smaller audience than most people within rolling that you know leverage into the next person into the next person the next person and so i'm caught in following Stephen larson's strategy with that all building up to the highest influences, you know, and because I believe in, or the influence of the largest followers, and because I believe in the power law, you know, um, I'm really only trying to get one. I'm trying to get one uh, star level, you know, person with a star level audience, you know, because only one is, is what's required. One audience, one promotion, one blast can change the entire game. Okay. So I'm still following the power law with this one, but I'm, you know, just gathering up the momentum till I find the right partner. And the right partner will obviously be on different terms than the rest of the summit speakers. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's equivalent if you want to go back to the show, uh, Undercover Billionaire. Uh, you know, I don't want to spoil anything. So if you don't haven't seen the show yet, you know, you might want to click off this podcast episode. I'm not going to go into extreme detail or anything like that. But uh, Glenn, you know, the billionaire on the show, um, he starts out the season not knowing what business he wants to create and then he discovers what business he wants to create and uh in discovering what business he wants to create he discovers you know the first thing he does he looks for staff he looks for people to assemble around this mission he looks for team and in that mission of looking for team and people around this mission and how he would make it work one of the things he looked for was a springboard event what Steve Lawrence calls a springboard event to you know basically an event with all this noise and you know all of these potential customers that he could launch his his product or his offer into okay and uh that's pretty much was the entire basis of the show the principle you know the principles that you learn from that is that people come first and look for people's you know events that carry people or people that carry people as well and uh using that method he you know he did what he did in the show so um like I said, I'm not going to go too much in detail. I don't want to spoil anybody's experience. But, uh, yeah, yeah, that's that That was day one. Uh, gathering influencers, uh, particularly the three that I just mentioned. Uh, I might enact a pivot. Um, it's, you know, the end of the day now, but I might enact a pivot tomorrow and gain one person on the day. Because, you know, as this always goes, a lot of people actually denied me. Uh, even today and said look they, you know a lot of the influences i reach out today i don't really think they're going to be on the summit a lot of them seem uh, a little reluctant to do so 
Um, this isn't the first time we've talked. This is probably the third or fourth time I've asked or reminded in uh, them them that I would like them to have on the summit, and they they got things that you know they're tied up in a bunch of things. So these three influences might very well be off the you know off the roster, but I might enact a pivot in, in search for one, two, or three more. And tomorrow, uh, I'll probably be doing some of the same, but I'll come in and give you the update on that. You know when tomorrow actually comes. Okay, so that's day one. Um, even Russell Brunson. One of the things Russell Brunson says is he says if he had to ever start a business again from scratch, the first thing he would do was build his dream 100 right out his dream 100 and so that kind of goes alongside this theory that i'm proposing right here this principle and so i'm going to actually go upstairs and i might i probably not because i want to make a beat like i say living my life is important now more than ever so i want to make a beat make some music um i'm working on i want to work on this album um and, and launch it this year because music is what's important to me you know so um alongside you know this business so um yeah i'm gonna do that uh, i appreciate everybody for listening though my name is uh dallas this is the grand design podcast and um i'll see you all in the next episode i appreciate you listening